Hey, Dad. Yeah. Thanks for being here. Oh, man. I'm in hog heaven. <laughs> Different kind of hog heaven than Bob in, in habits. <laughs> uh, right now, we are in what we call the mole room because there's a giant uh, mole. At your house. Poster. Yes. I don't, do you think we should start over? Sure. Start over. Tyler, don't actually start over because maybe this is somewhat amusing. <laughs> hey, Dad. Yeah, think- Thanks for coming to the show last night. Thanks for being here. Thanks for taking care of my kid when I like to sleep in. It's nothing but joy for us. He's a good kid. Okay, so, Dad, you're on the podcast today. This is really exciting. Actually, we have a lot to go over today, and we actually have somewhat of a schedule, so let me go over what we're going to do. Sim is anxious, Dad. I'm not. I'm fine. Yes, you are. You're totally anxious. He's just being Sim. He's just being Sim. So, you know, this is somewhat of a special episode. (laughs) You Both of you having so much fun, aren't you? We're going to talk about the CrowdRise campaign for GAPS. We're also going to talk to Dr. Craig Rubens, who's a friend of yours. And is he the founder of GAPS? He is. Would you say? He is. And we're going to talk to Jenna Friedman, who is an incredibly funny woman. She is a National Geographic explorer. She also was a producer for The Daily Show with Jon Stewart. She has a new special out. It's called Soft Focus. And uh, we'll talk to... That's sort of like my brain right now. It's right now. <laughs> Clearly your brain. Hey, Jack! Jack! This is this is going to be completely off the we gotta, rails. We got to get Jack. Yeah, get in Jack here. in here, of course. Hey, Jack! What? Come in here! But does Jack want to be as part of the call for Jenna? No, I don't know if he. No, no, no. But right. he just wants to say hi. All right. At least I'm forcing him to. I would love that. Hey, Jack! Get in here! By the way, dear listeners, we've talked about this before. The campaign for gaps. Just go to crowdrise.com/unqualified, and ten dollar donation will get you a chance to hang out with us here in the mole room. Exactly. You could be sitting right where I'm sitting <laughs> <laughs> and talking just like I'm talking. I'll make my famous popcorn. <laughs> fly the winner and a friend to Los Angeles. That's and true. Stay Jack. in a hotel. We'll fly them out here. They don't have to a hitchhike. A friend as well. They don't have to hitchhike. We'll fly them out here. We'll put them up in a nice hotel. Yep. And uh, we'll probably even feed them. Yes. And yeah. you get to babysit my <laughs> gorgeous child. His name is Rascally Ronzels. Can I say something? <laughs> <sighs> yes, Rascally Ronzels. My name is not Rascally Ronzels. <laughs> Michael, will you lower his volume, please? <laughs> Why? Uh, what's your name again? Oh, now he's whispering. Jack Pratt. Aww. Oh, you don't have headphones. Come over here. Yeah, give him your headphones, Michael. Hello, Brascally Ronzels. Tell us what the weather is. <laughs> uh, it is sunny. <laughs> Pretty sunny? Do you think there's a <laughs> chance of rain or no? No. Is there a chance of grumpiness? No! (laughs) Is there a chance of naps? No. Oh, no naps in the future. Okay. Well, back to you, Jack Ferris. Well, Uh. (laughs) I am happy to have Jack here. He's Uh. really... He actually represents in a really important (laughs) way. This is a very tough interview subject, by the way. I want to make that clear. He's a tough interview subject, but he's a darling boy. He is. And, and he's just one of uh, oh, millions of kids. Why don't I leave? I want to leave. Do you want to leave or do you want to stay? I want to leave. But when you say that, it kind of looks like you sort of want to stay, which is... I want to leave. 
Oh, wow. What? He actually oh, is leaving. Man. Oh, he wants to get something out of the Which, treasure okay, chest. Right now, little play by play. Yeah. He's looking at the treasure chest. He's pulling out, uh, looks like a, a sword. A sword. Mm-hmm. Yep, a long one. Okay. Wait, that looked real for a Michael second. Sherman was <laughs> scared. scared. It scared Michael. It's not. Yeah. It's wood? Yeah, it's just, it's just wood, Michael Sherman. <laughs> just a wood sword, that's all. What's he doing now? He's behind me. Uh, yep. I'm a little He's scared. behind you. Don't worry. I'm Listen, a little, is he swinging I, the sword behind me? I've always wanted to know when the podcast is going to end. Do you want, <laughs> you know, do you like want... sort of like the finality of it. Would this you, could be would, it. Would you like to hear something arcane about swords? Yes. The Japanese samurai swords are the finest swords ever made. There's a film of a Japanese samurai sword cutting a machine gun barrel in half. Really? It was, they're so hard and sharp. The masters of sword making would fold and bend and hammer. And th- so the finest swords were, were, were folded, the blades were folded like four million times. I don't even know what, quite what folded means. Bend, take the metal, uh-huh. bend it over, hammer it. Hammer, in well, fold, in, in a fold. fire, right? Yeah. And then fold it again four million times. Wow. It gets very hard and can be very sharp and can cut a machine gun barrel in half. That'd be amazing. Dad, would you do that for me? <laughs> I don't think I have enough time left. <laughs> So now we're about to call Jenna Friedman, and Jenna Friedman's special is called Soft Focus with Jenna Friedman, and it premieres on February 18th at midnight on Adult Swim, which I guess was Cartoon Network. You watch a lot of cartoons, right? With Jack? No? All right. Maybe not. It's a live-action comedic human interest program where fact and fiction- That's when parents take a shower. Yeah. You put your kid in front of the television to watch a cartoon that you do not want to watch- and that's when you get to go take a shower and read the New York Times. Is so that how it works? Jack? F you, Sim. Is that is that a parenting being lesson right naive. there? Well, uh, let me just <laughs> clarify. Anna, speaking of taking a shower and then later reading the New York Times. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's call Jenna right now. <laughs> Too loud. Sim, you are in a hell of a mood today. <laughs> we have a schedule. Hello. Hi. Hi, guys. How's it going? Good. How are you, Jenna? It's Sim, and this is Anna and Jack Ferris, who's Anna's dad. Cool. Oh, dude, you Hi. are so unbelievably funny. We just saw your special. Oh, you watched it? Oh, cool. I, I like it that you only, like, uh, touch on sort of, you know, soft topics. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's fun. Can you tell our listeners a little about it? Sure. Um... I guess my background, I, I was a producer at The Daily Show and I would make field pieces and um, I like that genre of comedy because you're kind of engaging with people in the real world. Uh, and then if you can talk about things in a funny way, then I think it can be impactful, hopefully. Do you think that um, having blonde hair makes you more accessible to uh, doofuses? Well, uh, it's like, you know, dirty blonde. Yeah, I think that that's the key to everything. Because uh, I do, too. It's like the underestimation. Uh, I, that's why I keep bleaching my hair. I, 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 I hope that people, uh, you know, you know, think that uh, my IQ is a little low. 
which it probably is. Oh, but yeah, no. yeah. But this, this, but we can argue about this later when you're over here at my house. But it, it was amazing to watch your special, soft focus and in campus rape, um, and and see the guys be amused, delighted when they realized how brilliant you are. Yeah. Well, I don't want to spoil it, but they were really good sports. Those guys were real sweet. They didn't really know what was coming and um, they were great. (laughs) How did you decide to make it a 17 minute special as opposed to more of a longer format type investigative reporting doc or whatever you want to call it? So that was all the network. Um, We had a different iteration of the show and then um, it kind of evolved into this. Usually they do quarter hour shows like Eric Andre's show is a quarter hour. But um, we had kind of set out to do a different show that evolved into this. And to the network's credit, they didn't want to put it into the quarter hour format. So that's why it's the length that it is. Hey, um, so what are you doing this Saturday? What am I doing next Saturday? No, this, well, next Saturday. Yes, I would love oh, to know I that. Doing right now? So I could, yeah. Oh, what am I doing right now? Yeah. Oh, I'm in, I'm in Los Angeles. I just got coffee downtown. I'm, I'm living downtown on Skid Row at the moment. Wait, have you been to that place, um, Egg Slut? Oh, yeah. Egg Slut is good. I honestly, I think it's good, but it's a, it feels a little overrated not to be like an egg snob. The line has to be, I would never wait an hour for an egg sandwich. Yeah. You would, Anna? No. I would make Michael Sherman wait an hour <laughs> for an egg sandwich. Yeah, it's good, but... Yeah. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I prefer to just kind of like pilfer out of bins at Whole Foods than to like wait in line for a sandwich. But, you know, to each their own. Well, it sounds like you're doing great there on Skid Row, Jenna. Welcome to Los Angeles. I really like it now. I'm into it. Oh, good, good, good. Yeah, like it, it takes a minute to discover its secrets, but you know what? Uh, I'm also a transplanted New Yorker, and I got to tell you, oh I love Los God. Angeles. I, right, fine. Brag, 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 brag. Again, the show is called Soft Focus with Jenna Friedman, and it premieres February 18th at midnight on Adult Swim. And I guess it's uh, described as a live-action comedic human interest program where fact and fiction blend in harmonious union. I want to ask her if that's what, how she no, described yeah, it. But you, you can't say, like, I get, like... No. Is that how she is that Jenna, how you would describe Jenna, I mean, your publicist I'm so gave me this? Sorry about I'm so sorry about Sim. What a fucking jerk. <laughs> I did approve the copy. That was primarily for like an earlier version of the show, which was a little different, but still it kind of relates because like we're talking about real issues, but we're using like you know, like without spoilers at the end of the first segment. Clearly, like, that was a scripted moment that didn't actually happen. And we're using that to kind of, like, accelerate, like, the drama or the comedy. 
Jenna, can I pretend to be a, a like a serious journalist? Uh, yeah, of course. Jenna Friedman, your program um, on Adult Swim, it's called Soft Focus, which means that things aren't, what, exactly visible. Am I right? It's like a sugar coating. A sugar coating. hard issues. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, now, it has been described to me as a live action comedic human interest program where fact and f- fiction blend in You guys hate the copy. I'm so sorry. Harmonious union. No, 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 no. I just want to ask you, would you describe yourself as harmonious? Oh. Or a live action comedian? I think the show, well, live action, we say live action because most of Adult Swim's programming is animated. Uh-huh. So that's why they use so the phrase you, live action. Right, right. Um, right. Human interest is used instead of news because the segments, they're not news. They're human interest. Yes. Which means that people are intrigued, right? Is that what you mean by human interest? Well, I think like news would be like a story about like Russia hacking our uh, election. But a human interest piece might be about a man who... Like, uh, let's say animals at the zoo are not quite as intrigued by the Russian hacking story. (laughs) So, Jenna, where is the comedy in rape? Because you're a comedian, right? Well, I think there's comedy in everything. Uh And I think that if you're coming from an anti-rape place... Oh. Then you can use that point of view to make it funny. Like how? So, like, rape is happening all the time, and we're not talking about it, and we're not teaching people to be, you know, accountable so much, and we're not, we're not, like, I went to college, and when I went to college, I graduated in 2005, and so many of my friends were sexually assaulted in college, and we didn't really know how to deal with it. And young men weren't being held accountable for a variety of reasons. And now we're in like a really cool different climate where we're talking about all these things. But even like campus rape education still doesn't focus on, you know, raising awareness among young men. And so that was the impetus of the piece. It was to try to find a way. And also adults and demographic are, you know, a lot of them are like men, you know, in their teens. So how do you reach them? with a really serious issue that they're going to face in their lifetimes other than through comedy. I mean, you can do it in so many ways, but again, my background is like doing daily show pieces. So, and I found that from daily show pieces, like we've been able to raise awareness about so many issues. There was a piece that I worked on about voter ID laws where a judge actually cited our piece in overturning legislation um, uh, in North Carolina regarding voter ID laws. So I've seen the power of like political comedy at actually like shaping policy. And so this is an issue that's like very close to my heart and to my experiences and those of so many of my friends. Uh, And so when I had an opportunity to do a special for Adult Swim and to reach that demographic, which again are like young guys in college and high school, I thought like, how can I reach them? How can I sugarcoat something that's like really scary and at least just give them another like window into kind of understanding, you know, how women feel all the time. Like women who, you know, that is, I, I don't want to like give away what it is, but at the end, kind of like that epiphany where the guy realizes that like people don't believe women either. To me, that that's all I was setting out to accomplish. Um, I understand it's like a hot button issue, but people are 
being raped, men and women. And if we don't talk about it, we're not addressing it. That was so beautifully put. Thank you so much. And my dad has something to say. Well, I have a question. Jenna, this is Jack Ferris, Anna's dad. And uh, we all applaud what you've done with this. I have a question about um, the young men who were part of the of your episode. When they were off camera, after they, they had this experience of you know having maybe their their um, perspective altered. Did they say things to you that reflected that in any way? They were really cool. And like we, I mean, we didn't, obviously you can't show everything that you shoot. Like they said a lot of stuff at the beginning that was like kind of like silly or shocking or they were playing it up for the cameras because like they thought that they were like going to be on like some other type of show. And then they got it. And when they got it, they like laughed and they understood what we were doing and they had a good time. And uh, I think that they all came across pretty well. Um, but it, it that's that's a little crazy that it had to take that shift, I guess, for the realization because of um, I don't know the way the young men are sort of conditioned, young people are sort of conditioned because it, it, you know when you enter college, you're eighteen, you don't know what you're doing. Um, your brain hasn't developed. My brain hasn't developed and I'm 41. I wish I could talk about this more, but I just don't want to spoil it for anyone that's uh, listening, but everyone should definitely check it out. Hey, Jenna, thank you so much. So much. Oh yeah, no problem. Thanks for watching it guys. And, um, I hope you like it. You know, I'm probably going to get some shit for it, but that's like, that's the territory when you do political comedy, like some people are going to like it. Some people are going to hate it, but I completely stand behind it. And I think that the point that I was trying to make, we were able to execute it and that it's clear, but you know, some people might not like it. So well, we hope this turns into more specials for you. Yeah. Really enjoy and, this. You know, it's, it's inspiring that you have a strong point of view and uh, thank you so much. Cool. Well, nice to talk to you guys. Enjoy the weather in sunny Los Angeles. Bye Jenna. Bye. Craig, it's Jack and Anna and Sim. Hello. And Hi, everybody. Hi. Dr. Rubens, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Oh, we're great. We're great. We're here in good. sunny Los yeah. Angeles. It's what, February? I know. You know, I'm so jealous. I got to tell you, it's uh, not that way up here. <laughs> it, it's, Put it I that th- way. I think it's one of those things where it, you're jealous until like a massive earthquake happens or, you know, it's July, uh, you know, 14th, and it's 112 degrees. Yeah, that's but, absolutely true. Um, Sim, why don't you lead yeah, us off Yeah, so here? Jack, why don't you talk about uh, so how you met Dr. Rubens and how all this started? Because you're pretty much the architect of this campaign here. <laughs> well, I will be happy to, to kick it off. Uh, Craig and I go actually a ways back. I got to know him when I was involved with Seattle Children's Hospital. And uh, then became later a, um, uh, a participant in the Global Alliance to Prevent Prematurity and Stillbirth. Actually, even before our grandson, Jack, was born, uh, nine or ten weeks early. And so, of course, with that event, it takes on a profound personal importance to us. And, um, and we've become just 
great friends as well as collaborators in this great enterprise. And I'm going to ask uh, Craig to talk a little bit about premature birth and what we know about why it happens and, and what we don't know and how much of, of a mystery there is about all this. And also we're going to talk about this, this project to try to raise some money to help with things that can help parents who are looking at the possibility of having a, a preterm birth. But first I'd like to invite Anna just to ask Craig a question about um, that relates to her own experience because she's, she's the one here who actually had a, a baby um, before its time. Well, I, I felt so much guilt. Um, I, I, had a, I felt like I had a normal pregnancy. I felt really good. I wasn't nauseous. I, the only symptom I felt like I had was sort of restless legs in the fifth month. And then um, and all my checkups were great. He was growing at an amazing – everything seemed normal. And, uh, and then my water breaking in the middle of the night – during the seventh month felt just so jarring. And I, I, you know, I think there's always that looking for explanation and to either relieve your guilt or to feel like, what could I have done differently? Or is there, is there an explanation for this and how do we find it? Well, Anna, thanks for sharing your story. And when I first heard it over a year and a half ago, I was struck about how well you could articulate sort of your feelings through all of this um, and your experience um, that you and uh, that Chris relayed to at the same time you guys were telling me your story. And I, I was struck by how universal the reaction is to um, having a, a challenging event like this preterm birth and in pregnancy and in over 30 years of practice where I've been in and out of delivery rooms and talking with families who have children that were preterm or had the even worse misfortune of losing a baby or um, having a stillbirth birth during pregnancy about how universal the question of why is and wanting to know why it happened. And unfortunately it is tied to a feeling of guilt despite whatever we as physicians and healthcare providers say, um, it's hard to get people to stop thinking about what they might have done that may have precipitated the preterm labor and birth of the preterm baby or even loss of the baby. So I, I think it's important for, for parents who have especially had the experience like you and, and Chris had um, and your family, that, that this is something that beats in my head like a hammer, is how, how can we help families realize that there is a lot we need to learn so that we can explain why uh, a preterm birth occurs in the first place. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. 
So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump in and, and do two things. One is to say... Um, that my family, um, because Jack had such extraordinarily wonderful care and because, as some of you may have heard um, earlier in the podcast, he's a happy and boisterous and beautiful, lively little boy of five and a half years. We're so deeply grateful to Craig uh, and all of the members of the medical profession and healthcare system that uh, that put together helped kids like Jack have not just a future, but a great future. The second thing is sort of out of sequence, but to say a little bit more by way of introducing my friend Craig Rubens. He is a great doctor, a great scientist. Um, he helped build this global alliance to prevent prematurity and stillbirth. And uh, he is uh, uh, leading, helping us lead this campaign to find a way to help kids all across America and all across the world um, make it all the way to full term wherever that's possible and um, and by so doing to save tens of millions of lives. And so I'm going to ask, Sim, just once more review of what we're doing with the CrowdRise program. The campaign is live and it's doing well. Again, if you want to donate to GAPS, it's crowdrise.com slash unqualified and every $10 gets you an entry into our contest where the winner will be flown out here with a friend, put up in a hotel, and they'll be able to join us during a production, during a recording of Unqualified. So they'll be our guest. Of course, all of the money will go to GAPS. And again, that's crowdrise.com slash unqualified if you want to donate and get a chance to win. And so the question that some might have is, well, where's this money going to go? What's it going to do? And the point that I've come to understand over the past few years is this idea that we could we might be able to actually pre- prevent significant numbers of of uh, premature births is kind of a fresh and important idea uh, because I think a lot of people think that stillbirth or not stillbirth and premature birth they just happen they're just terribly sudden tragic inexplicable events and there's a lot of mystery about them but Craig if you would tell us a little bit about what what would additional resources what we can actually do to organize and find a way to help kids make it all the way to full term and uh, so moms can have a healthy pregnancy and kids are born um, happy and healthy and ready to go. Yeah, Jack, thanks a lot. I mean, I, I first of all, thank you for that wonderful introduction and I'm worried that I might say something going forward that might uh, make people think less of me than what you just uh, oh, alluded doctor, to. Oh, so. doc, <laughs> there's nothing you could possibly say that I have not said. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, um, uh, well, let me just sort of back up I mean, and, and tell you a little bit about why we started GAPS in the first place. Um, my own research and that of many others that uh, were in, in my area of interest were really interested in, in why preterm births happened anyway. Hap- and why do stillbirths happen? Why do babies die before they, they get out of the womb? And my own Uh, area of interest is in infectious disease and how infections cause problems during pregnancy and early childhood. And what we became really intrigued by um, was the fact that we 
didn't really understand how infections actually led to preterm births. And as we began to dive deeper into the topic, it was really stunning that we also didn't know a lot about the normal course of pregnancy. What are the different mechanisms the body has to keep a woman pregnant for 40 weeks? And why 40 weeks? Why not 25 weeks or 52 weeks? Um, a lot of women would say, I don't want to go beyond 40 um, for obvious reasons, but we really didn't understand the biology of pregnancy. And so we kept digging deeper and deeper and started talking to various funding organizations like the Gates Foundation, the National Institute of Health, um, our colleagues across other continents. And it became really clear that if we were going to prevent an outcome like preterm birth or stillbirths or some of the other problems that occur during pregnancy, we needed to take a fundamental dive down into understanding why a woman not only gets pregnant, but stays pregnant. And then what determines when she delivers? So that meant we needed to know something about the science. And um, again, as we looked around, we began to realize nobody was pushing for how we could understand pregnancy with the, uh, the outlook towards actually preventing anything bad happening during pregnancy. All of our research at the time, this was 10 years ago, was really focused on doing the wonderful things that um, Jack and Anna have alluded to, which is the great care and how can we make sure kids don't die or have serious, more serious bad outcomes? How can we keep these babies alive? And that is very important and how we keep the mother uh, during pregnancy healthy, that's very important. But nothing was being really done to understand how we could actually prevent uh, a mother from going into preterm labor um, or unfortunately having a stillbirth. So that led to um, Tom Hansen at, the, at Seattle Children's and I thinking there, this is the time for real scientific advocacy and awareness around what we need to do to try and prevent what are now the two most common causes of death under the age of five around the globe, including in our own country, um, where we are seeing preterm birth rates that rival the rates of African countries that aren't as technologically as advanced. So we started GAPS with the idea that uh, we would engage the scientific community, both those that were in and outside of the um, uh, pregnancy health and uh, childhood health space, uh, how we could engage um, other international funding agencies um, and also how we could actually set up the resources and infrastructure that would support the science that would lead towards prevention. And that has taken us on a wonderful journey, if you will, to this point of meeting and engaging with people from all over the world and bringing together in novel partnerships a way that we could actually promote and get uh, the science started that needs to be done uh, for prevention strategies. So that's kind of where we are at this point. And here's a, a quick question. Um, you mentioned the Gates Foundation, which has been a great supporter. Bill and Linda have really helped make GAPS what it is today, uh, along with, of course, other agencies and organizations. If you would, just tick off some of the other major partners that are part of this global alliance. Sure. Um, so the, the alliance is a bit of a loose weave of 
uh, scientific colleagues uh, from various different specialties and fields uh, of uh, advocacy agencies that are very interested in promoting the health of women and children and families, uh, funding organizations like the National Institute of Health, the Gates Foundation, but also members from um, other countries like the UK Medical Research Council, which funds a lot of their research. Um, similar agencies in other countries in Brazil and Africa and China and Southeast Asia. And we're all working towards this idea that if we can come together and create novel partnerships, um, that we could maybe move the needle and get more investment in what's needed for the science and the research that needs to be done uh, to prevent preterm birth and stillbirth. And at the same time, make sure that we're still moving forward on more and more science that can come up with ways that we can improve health uh, of babies who are born preterm and mothers that have um, significant uh, problems during pregnancy. So I've got two last comments, and they come from someone who doesn't even know one hundredth as much as Craig does, but that won't hold me back. Uh, the first is that uh, we, as a society, have spent probably you know a trillion dollars or more investigating and making great progress in how we understand heart disease and cancer and and uh, um, arthritis and other things that are terrible afflictions for humanity. Um, but we really haven't spent that kind of resource on understanding pregnancy because pregnancy is not a disease. But what could be more important than having a healthy pregnancy? Um, so it makes so much sense to organize ourselves to do this in a way that unites science and policy and, and people and organizations around the world. The other thing is I just like to propose that we think of this at really in a sort of a scale of historic magnitude. In, during my lifetime... The medical community, this, the w world has managed to organize itself to eliminate smallpox for all of humankind, a scourge of humanity, and it's gone because of people working together. And we're that close, we're within inches, so to speak, of doing the same with polio. Here's another opportunity to do something great, and uh, we sure are grateful to any and all who join us by being part of this campaign. And Dr. Rubens, I just want to thank you again so much for all of your time today to tell us about this amazing organization. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Well, thank you. Uh, thank you, Sam. And I think there is one other thing that I think that is important for every, everyone to realize. 
That is, as science begins to really investigate where we could intervene to improve health uh, for all of us, we're beginning to learn that doing that earlier and earlier in life is making a huge difference. And there's a lot of really fascinating data now that is starting to show that your health as an infant and as a mother may actually be where you get programmed for good health in childhood and adulthood and maybe even how long you live and how healthy you live. So I think that Jack's statement is really profound because if we do a better job of understanding how we stay healthy and make sure and guarantee the health of the mother and her infant while in the womb and once that child is out, we may actually see dramatic impacts on things like heart disease and cancer and diabetes, as well as beginning to be um, able to actually prevent uh, the kinds of outcomes like preterm birth and stillbirth, which in my view is totally surmountable and attainable within our lifetime. Dr. Craig Grubens, thank you so much. We'll bring some sunshine back to Seattle, Craig. And uh, Sim, congratulations also on your recent marriage. That's very exciting. I really appreciate that. Thank you so much. That means so much to me. Oh, great. I wasn't expecting that. Thank you. (laughs) Well, I do follow along some things for sure. Um, (laughs) But uh, I I just want to thank both of you, too, for what you're doing. I don't think you necessarily realize how important it is that we get an opportunity to engage a broader community. I mean, we do work within our scientific communities and those that fund us and with sometimes those that are, you know, ever present in the news. But it's rare that we get a real chance to work together in partnership with with those that can really reach out to a broader audience. And it also makes us feel like what we're doing is really special. So thanks to both of you for that. Thank you. Thank you for saying that. But, um, you know, um, I wouldn't have um, been aware until, you know, just like most people, until it happens to you. And then it did. And I am so grateful for the work that you're doing. And I just want to I want to be a part of the community to help, you know, prevent uh, this from happening to other people. And thank you so much, Dr. Rubens. You bet, Anna. Good to talk to you guys. Thanks for the opportunity. Well, I'm, we're going to bug you later. <laughs> Cheers. Perfect. Bye. Sounds good. Bye. 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 He's such a smart man. Dad, you're incredible. Yeah, you really are incredible. I, I, aren't I like the luckiest? You really are. I'm, blo- I'm just blown away by all of this. So now what we're going to do is we're going to call Dave. Dave was a previous caller. It was during our Dennis Leary episode. And what's happening with him is that he is in love with this woman that gave him an expiration date on the relationship. So he got into the relationship, a loving relationship, knowing that it's going to end. And he didn't know what to do. And we're going to call him right now for an update. So let's uh, dial Dave right now. Do we agree on an expiration date? I don't know. How How do we feel about this? We did not like it at all, and we told Hello? them that. Hey, Hi, Dave. Dave, it's Sim. Hey. Hey, it's Anna as well. <laughs> Hi, Anna. Hi. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you guys? Great. Uh, I'm here with my dad. His name is Jack Ferris. Hi, Dave. How cool is that? Hi, Jack. <laughs> it's awesome. Okay, so wait. So will you tell us um, a little bit of... Uh, a summary of the last thing that we talked about, and then 
how you are now? Sure. So the really short version is um, I started dating someone last September, but when she asked me to be her boyfriend, she said she knew it wasn't going to work out because I wasn't the one. Uh, So she wanted an expiration date. And um, we chose the date January 2nd. We spoke, I think, on December 6th or 7th. And um, I was calling to find out uh, if you had any advice as to what I should do with this expiration date looming in the future. Uh, what do we tell future. you? Well, uh, Dennis Leary uh, suggested that I dump her that very night. <laughs> 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 However, you know, I went back and I listened to the whole episode. Dennis is so cute and sweet about his wife. Oh, my God. He would do anything for her. And uh, the, all the advice that he gave me, uh, if it were his own wife, I'm sure he would actually completely disregard. I, I, so, you're so right. You're so right. Yeah. Um, so what's happening now? So January 2nd has come and gone. And what happened was literally the day we spoke, um, I was talking with her while she was in the shower uh, asking for an extension. And she finally granted me the extension, but she wanted a new expiration date. And I simply refused. And where we are now is uh, in a really wonderful place. Um, she is so n- not not just like adoring and sweet and loving and uh, in ways that are just kind of like I don't feel deserving. Um, but we're we're investing in each other like partners in a way that I've rarely done. Uh, and it, here's like a really specific example. Um, this is a tiny thing on my part, uh, but she works uh, uh, late sometimes and has to get up incredibly early. And she got to a point where she had no clean clothes. So I told her to bring her clothes over and I would wash them while she slept. So she was out uh, cold and she woke up the next morning and she had very specific instructions as to how all of her different clothes needed to be hung up. And she woke up in the morning to basically a forest of all of her things hung up on every single thing I could find in my room. Um, and she, she kissed me awake in the morning saying that was the sweetest thing anyone had ever done for her. And things she had been, she's done for me, I, I've had some issues with my health insurance and just I've tried spending hours on the phone trying to deal with it and get them resolved. And she's like, let me take care of it. I'm like, are you serious? So just this week, she spent a few hours on the phone. And it's the kind of thing where like, when you're doing it for yourself, it just seems impossible sometimes. And for her, it was no sweat. And she, she took care of it. And I just feel so supported. And I'm it's so kind of glad. wonderful. I'm so, so glad. Oh, but what's going on? Happy with... end to, um, you know, what, what's going on with the expiration? Hold on. What's going on, though? The expiration date. Well, here's the thing. Um, she still doesn't think that we are destined to be together forever. Um, however, uh, she has a big family event overseas in June, and uh, we've had to make plans as to whether or not we're going to go to it now. So we have begun making those plans. So we're certainly together at least until then. So nothing's um, changed. And then sure. Well, in some ways, nothing has changed. And in, in other ways, things have gotten deeper and closer. Um, and one of the tricky things is after that, I'm actually going on tour for a few months. And I don't know if she's going to use that as a sort of convenient demarcation point for when things need to end. Um, 
doesn't seem like she wants anything to end right now, but every few weeks she's like, you know, this isn't going to go on forever and we should talk about that again. So this, Dave, this Jack, um, you sound like a really good guy and it sounds like things are moving in the right direction. And I just think this expiration date is like a danger zone. I think yes. ma- maybe you should propose a, a renewal date, you know, pick some, date, <laughs> maybe, maybe 12 months out and say, let's just review things. We won't call it expiration. We'll call it renewal. And it's a time to sort of uh-huh. say, how, how are we doing? Should we keep going? But the expiration date has a sort of an air of finality about it. Um, and this, yes. from, this from a guy who, uh, with his dear wife, we'll be celebrating our uh, 50th anniversary this coming That's amazing. June. Congratulations. Thank you. That really That's incredible. Nice. Congratulations. Yeah, no, exp- no expiration dates. Yeah, really. And, and and the funny thing about that, I mean, it's a brilliant twist on it because in some ways it's a check-in and it, it, it gives her an opportunity uh, to, you know, recommit, as it were. Um, a renewal date is a fantastic idea. I love that. Will you please keep us informed? Thank you so much for, for giving us an update on this. Please tell us what's happening. I think we'll, we should check in with you another time and let's let's see how it's if she did give you a renewal date or I, I'm just I'm still confused by this. I'm not going to lie, but I'm happy that you're happy. <laughs> one one last idea: a little golden like a locket thing or a, a necklace with the with the renewal date inscribed on it could be a nice way to sweeten this. Wow. You're such a romantic. <laughs> You are romantic. You know, I, I actually, I, I bought her a piece of jewelry uh, last November and I was really nervous to give it to her because I was afraid it would feel like somehow too much pressure, commitment, et cetera. And, and at that point, things were still new enough such that when I was telling her that I, I, I love you, she's like, hey, slow down, slow down. I feel that way. I'm just not ready to say it all the time. And so I, I simply stopped saying I love you for more than a month. And now every time I see her, she just can't stop telling me that she loves me. Um, well, sounds promising. So so. I will look into a locket. <laughs> we're Thank pu- you we're so pulling much. for you. We're, we are pulling for you. Thank you so much. Thanks. Talk to you guys soon. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Hey, Dad, you know what? I can't thank you enough for encouraging my acting and like encouraging me to be a strong person which I'm not sure that I am but at least you made me feel that way thank you I don't think there's much doubt of your strength and I would say thank you for everything you are and all the wonderful things that have come to our family in enriched lives through what you've done in theater and television and movies um you know, we are, are, whatever we did to help you has been more than amply uh, rewarded. Thank you. There was that one time when uh, you had Bob and I, we were like, we arrived back in like that stinky school bus ski trip thing mm-hmm. that you guys enrolled us in. And then and you made us go to this brilliant play, which was a reimagining of Martin Luther King. Um, and uh, Malcolm X called the meeting. And I was too young to really comprehend it. But that was transformative because for me it meant that, like, oh, my parents appreciate the arts. Do you remember that? Like, that I was- remember so well. We had a change of clothes with 
in, in the car for you because... What made we, you think that you should take us there? Never occurred to me to do anything other than that. And we had the good fortune to be right in the front row. And uh, it was set in a Harlem hotel room on a steamy night. And these two men fought each other, batted around ideas, came to understand and appreciate each other at least a little bit more. And it was incredibly powerful. It was a great experience for all of us. And I, I, I feel so fortunate that I had parents that did that kind of thing. You're very lucky. Fuck you. You are. <laughs> I'm just saying you are. I am too. Yeah, you are. I know. It'd be I was saying something be, nice and you turn it into... <laughs> yeah, because it, 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 it seemed a little bit ridiculous coming well, from Wait you. a second. You know that when Anna says that, <laughs> it's a term of endearment. Yes. Thanks, Dad. <laughs> Thank you. So we, all, we all know that. <laughs> Thank you so Sim, much, Jack. Wait, wait, wait. wait yeah. Tell us about a trans, you know, like something that your parents did that like was transformative. My that- dad wouldn't let me quit the football team, the JV football team, even though I was getting my ass kicked every single day in practice. I wanted to quit every single day. And he told me not to. He said, I'd regret it for the rest of my life. I'm so glad I didn't because it kind of changed, kind of shaped how I navigate life after that. Anyways, let's just go. We have to go. We have to go. We're going to explore this okay. later. Hey, dear listeners, thank you so much. I love you. Love you. Good night. Fuck you, Sim. <laughs>